As members of the Global Farmer Network, we believe agriculture is part of the solution, not part of the problem. We are committed to developing agricultural leaders and sharing their stories across the globe. We have one purpose, to amplify the farmer's voice. My voice. Mi voz. La mia voce. My voice. Welcome to Global Farmer Voices, a podcast by the Global Farmer Network, where we invite farmers from around the world to share their stories and perspectives. Hello, I'm Delaney Howell, host for this podcast series, and today we're taking our conversation to Germany. Marcus Holtcutter is a German farmer with an impressive lineage, spanning over 11 generations. Marcus is also the 2023 recipient of the prestigious Kleckner Global Farm Leader Award. Today, we'll take a look at Marcus's farming background, some of the challenges and opportunities he's had farming in Germany, and his ability and passion to take it to the global stage as he travels and shares his story with fellow farmers, policymakers, consumers, and others who are impacted by the world of agriculture. Marcus's strong family farming heritage, again spanning back over 11 generations, made farming the clear career choice for him. He began the process of becoming a farmer the same way any other aspiring farmer does in Germany, by taking the German certification test. For me, it was as a child, it was clear that I'd become a farmer. So um, I do the normal way to become a farmer in Germany. So we have normally after school, you have a three-year or two-year training program. So you go to different farms. So every year you change the farm. And um, one day in the week, you go to yeah, farming school. Um, and after the three years, you make a yeah, test like, um, and then you are a farmer. Um, and you can say in Germany, you have a license to farm. And um, yeah, after that, I go to university uh, in Osnabrück um, for studying agriculture. Okay, um, so in Germany, you have to actually take a test to become a farmer. Yes. Yes. Um, so we have that's that's a lot of rules, especially with um, crop protection and so on. And so for spraying um, uh, pesticides, you had to make a test. So when you are become a farmer, then this test is included. Um, and that's that's for a couple of more things like that. Um, so then um, it makes sense to become a farmer. But when you you can farm without becoming a farmer, but um, you cannot call you as a farmer. Um, so because you have not the certificate for that, and um, yeah, that's that's for a lot of special things. It's easier or it makes sense um, to take this test, this normal way to become a farmer. So that's for that. This only these three years. Um, with a test at the end, and then you can farm, no problem. Um, but most of them go to university or to special farm schools for two or three years. Marcus mentioned that after completing their education, many new farmers return to their family farms or choose to work for other farmers or companies in the agricultural industry. Marcus found himself starting a cattle farm with his father. And today their farm includes cattle and pigs, as well as several other crops. I, I started farming with my dad together 
Um, at the same time, I, I run in, in Osnabrück, so um, I'm traveling every day. It's not so far away from our farm. And um, yeah, start with farming in the first years, only um, sows and a little bit uh, cattle. Um, then only sows, we grow up with a sow barn. Um, a few years later, I rent uh, a big barn fit for fattening pigs. So we have a closed system. Um, we produce the piglets, fattening them, and bring them to the market. So, and also we farm um, winter wheat, winter barley, uh, corn, and um, winter rapeseed or canola. Today, Marcus has his own children who are beginning to get involved in the farm, and he suspects at least one of them will return to the farm and continue their rich lineage that has gone on for so many generations before them. Yeah, I think the second one, um, he's very interesting in farming. The, the first one is also interesting in, in farm stuff, but more in um, driving with a tractor. Uh, but the second one is more a typical farmer. He loves to work with, with animals. Um, he loves livestock farming. Um, he's, he's very interesting in farming and to understand what's happened on the field and what's happened uh, with, with scrap protection, what's happened um, when you're fertilizing um, with manure. So we have livestock, so we mostly fertilizing with, with, with manure. So you see my background, <laughs> the manure tanker. Um, so that's, that's typical for our area. Um, so he's very interesting in that. Um, but um, um, yeah, I, I think he will become a farmer. And I talked to him, yeah, do that. Um, but make the training first, then study, and then you will go um, out of Germany for one or two years and see what's farming around the world. As Marcus has continued to open his eyes to new opportunities and experiences, taking the center stage at many big events, he's realized the importance of seeing the world beyond Germany and has encouraged his son to travel outside of Germany and get agricultural experiences before returning to the farm. Since farming in Germany can be difficult due to strict regulations, he hopes that experiences like this will help his son gain a new perspective of the industry and become more aware of farming opportunities in the rest of the world. It's very important um, because we have so many special and sometimes very stupid rules in Germany in the last years, more and more. Um, so that makes it for farming very difficult, especially when you farm with animals. Um, and, and especially you are a farmer with pigs or with chicken. So there are so many new rules. So you build a stable and normally it's that in, in, in Germany that you pay the stable in, in 15 years, uh, 15 or 20 years. But um, when they change the rules every five years, there's no chance to make money. So you have to invest, invest, invest. So that's the money you, you get, you have invested. So that's, um, for, for my opinion at the moment, um, I will see what what's, well, he had to see, what's interesting for him. Uh, maybe it could be that he decided, okay, farming, yes, but maybe not in Germany, but that's, that's not a problem for me. The European Union is a vast and diverse region, both geographically as well as politically, and has had to grapple with numerous policy challenges. 
Countries within the EU have certainly faced their fair share of challenges when trying to adopt some of these policies coming from lawmakers outside of the agricultural space. Marcus sheds some light on the current political landscape, specifically in Germany, and how these policies are impacting farmers. At the moment, our government is a green government. Um, so we have Greens um, who are leading uh, the agriculture ministerium. Ministry. So our agriculture minister is a is one from the Green Party, and he has no understanding for farming. Um, so he has no idea what farming is and how it works. So he's yeah, he's in a way very logical, and um, so at the moment it's it's it makes it not easy to discuss um, a lot of problems around what comes from the EU. Um, but we can see that other countries um, more and more change their mind. Uh, so we can be a hope that in five years it's totally different. And that's for, yeah, if, if my son starts now next year with training program and so on, it's five or six years with, when he's ready and he makes his decision uh, what to do. And um, yeah, so... I hope that in, in this future, um, it becomes more scientific-based discussion and more um, yeah, fact-based um, decision and, and laws um, about how, how we have to farm. Some of these policies that Marcus just touched on there, as well as various geopolitical issues, including the Ukrainian war and consumer preference for cheaper options in the grocery store, has impacted the way that the Holt Cutter farm operates. And while they are temporarily halted in their livestock production, Marcus has hopes to reinvest in the livestock side of the business in the near future. My last decision was we go out of um, livestock farming for for maybe for the next few years. Um, the idea was to build a new stable on the farm in the old buildings um, with the highest life, uh, life, uh, uh, animal welfare level. Um, I had a butcher who was interested in that, um, pays more money for these pigs. Um, but then the Ukrainian war starts uh, and more and more people um, say, okay, no, um, we had to hold the money in our pocket and they're buying the cheapest things um yeah for, for for in the grocery store cheap meat um nobody's more interesting in buying um meat like yeah high livestock levels organic meats um and then yeah the butcher calls me and say hey, Marcus, sorry um uh, but i can give you a contract about five years uh, maybe one year, and um, this year it's, it's, it's not easy. Throughout the war, Marcus has also shown his support for another fellow GFN member, Ukrainian farmer Case Housinga. Following the invasion of Russia into Ukraine, Marcus immediately jumped to his feet to figure out a way he could help Case connect with fellow policymakers in the EU during that critical period. It's extreme, but it is extremely bad what's there happened. And um, we had to do all what we can do to help them uh, because it's, 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 it's one is, is the farmers, the people in Ukraine. Um, the next is it has a very big impact um, on the world food market. 
Um, so it's um, for, for my side of a farm and, and when I see that's that's idea from the Global Farm Network, uh, helping other farmers and bringing them to the right people, um, help them to connect them to the to the right people who can help and who can do something. Um, yeah, and I love that. I love that to do that and um, talk with, with different guys, um, different farmers and politicians, explain what happens. And that was, um, from my understanding, when we see what our politicians think, what, what's happened there in the first weeks, they don't understand what what's big impact is will that will that have on on the world um food market um especially on wheat and corn um they don't understand that i, I talk with a with a politician and he says hey what's there's a problem you can have a can harvest this year more more winter wheat so why yeah because we need it yeah but the problem is we see that last winter last fall so that um it, it, it seems in October. So now we have uh, March. It, it, it doesn't work. Okay, uh, why? So he don't understand that, what's what's there happened. And he don't understand when I talk to him, okay, we have wheat, um, but that wheat is not normally for bread. It's, it's for pig feeding because of our rules for fertilizing pigs. And he asked, why is that with the fertilizer a problem to... Um, to become bread wheat so that there's no understanding about that there's no understanding what's happened there and when when i was with this with case um at the government and we talked to the politicians and you can see at that moment um they understand what's happened there and how big is the impact it was silence it was totally silence in the room and you can see in their faces um, that they understand how big would be the impact and how important is it um, to help the farmers um, in the Ukrainian, uh, in the Ukraine. Um, so that's, um, I think for, for me, it's, it's, it's yeah, it ha helped all the farmers worldwide to do that and uh, talking about that. That's not, not only the Ukrainian war, the same thing is with um, the pesticides, with fertilizer, how we, wh why we need it, um, why we need um, modern crop protection, why we need um, modern seed breeding, and also why we need modern technique um, on our fields. So when we, when we see now more and more people um, talking about climate change, um, I think, yes, we farmer can do a lot of against climate change. Um, but in Europe, we have a problem, especially in Germany, we have a problem, the government don't let us because um, our, our toolbox for that is not allowed in Germany. Um, so that's, that's sometimes it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Even with all of the challenges that sometimes go on outside of Marcus's control, he continues to emphasize the importance of talking to politicians and the public about modern farming practices, such as some of those practices used on his farm. He said some of these practices are often misunderstood. He takes the opportunity when he steps on to international and domestic stages to speak about why farmers use these practices and why they should continue to have them in their toolbox. 
when you see with a global farm network, you, you had connections to so many farmers and can connect these politicians to farmers from around the world. And that was what I see that um, a lot of politicians change their mind. The only chance we have is to talk to politicians, to talk to people, explain them what's farming is now, how, how looks farming now, how looks modern farming. A lot of people don't think it's so many technique, it's so many high tech. When you show them a new tractor or a new, new, new combine, it's all the digital stuff and, and they are totally, totally expressed, oh, what's that? It, for me, it's, it's a passion to uh, talk with, with journalists, with politicians and with other farmers. So it's not also um, this is talking. So with all these meetings, um, you meet so many interesting people um, from the farming community. And, and in the last 10 years, or yeah, 10 years, maybe in the last five, six years extremely, I learned so much about farming from around the world. And um, that is why I'm go out and saying, say, say yes, do that. Um, I learned so much about farming and, and sometimes it changed my mind about farming in, 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 in different countries. Uh, I see, okay, that's totally different what, what our journalists or our NGOs taught us. Um, so that's, it's very important. And so that's, um, I think, okay, I have now understand that. And now it's important to bring this message to um, our politicians or our journalists and who can do that better as a farmers from this region? So I can talk about that, but not I'm, I'm the expert in, in farming in, in Brazil or Philippines or so on. So I'm, yeah, with a global farm network, it's totally easy to bring farmers from there, connect them to um, our politicians. So connecting farmers from, from around Africa to our European politicians um, so that they can explain them, our politicians, what's um, happened, what impact will we have the Green Deal um, on, on their farms in Africa? Uh, so when, when I talk about that, they don't believe me. But when a farmer from, from there talks about that, yeah, he, they had to believe because he is a farmer from there. As Marcus hits the stage at the World Food Prize held in Des Moines, Iowa every year, he is officially being named the Global Farmer Network's 2023 Kleckner Global Farm Leader Award recipient. This award is given annually to individuals like Marcus who exemplify strong leadership, vision, and resolve in advancing the rights of all farmers to use technology and tools that will improve the quality quantity, and availability of agricultural products and goods around the world. Marcus was certainly honored and humbled to be recognized as well as a little surprised. I never expected that I will be um, a Kleckner Award winner. Um, so because there are so many great farmers who was given to them in, 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 the, in the past. And um, well, that call um, with Mary and Reg, uh, I yeah, I was. I had nothing to say. Uh, I was yeah, I was crying. Yes, uh, because I'm. Um, it's an extremely honor. Um, and yes, I, I I never expected, but I see that as a little bit like 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 representative what I do. So for all um, the farmers around and for all the people around me who helped me to do this, so that's. 
um, I can do because my wife and my family led me to do this. And um, so that's, it doesn't work without the family and with, with, without my wife. And my wife would say, no, it, it doesn't work. So it, it could be work. So that's, um, and the same with, with, with all the other farmers who, who helps with that. Um, with connecting, bringing them together. So many people will see that with this award, you will see, I will connect it to so many other people. And maybe it makes it more easier to connect more politicians in, in, in a very important position to the right people. Well, Marcus is just getting started, we know, with everything that's in store for him and his farm as well as his real passion for taking the center stage and advocating for agriculture. The Kleckner Award is a perfect way to honor Marcus and his work so far and encourage him to continue on his path. I'm certainly looking forward to see what he does next. If you're interested in learning more about the Global Farmer Network's mission and its members just like Marcus, seeing some of the things the organization is doing and finding out how you can get involved, please visit globalfarmernetwork.org. And if you'd like to support the Global Farmer Network through a donation, you can do so at globalfarmernetwork.org forward slash donate. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe and follow the Global Farmer Network on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. Until next time, I'm Delaney Howell, and this has been the Global Farmer Voices Podcast.